opportunity to teach today. Kind of wish he wasn't here, just sitting in here. <coughs> just added pressure. Thankfully, he can't hear right now, so that's good. <laughs> uh, before we get started, I would like for us to say a little prayer for my wife's cousin. She um, she was forced, I, I guess, had to do early delivery. I think 28 weeks is what she was, so the baby was born this morning. Uh, just a few minutes ago, one pound, four ounces. And so let's just pray for her, and her name's uh, Karina. So if we could just pray for Karina, um, I don't even know her last name. Zepetto is what it used to be, but pray for her and her baby. Lord, I'm asking God that you'll be with that family. God, we know that you hear our prayers when we pray. She's a praying woman, and I pray, God, that you will be with her and that little baby. I pray, God, that your hand will be on her, that she'll see that you're with her every step of this way, that even in the midst of the fear, even in the midst of chaos, God, that she knows that you are a comforting God and that you will never leave her, God. I'm praying that the miraculous will take place and that baby will be healed in the precious name of Jesus. God, we trust you, God. You are mighty, God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thankful that I serve a God who hears us when we pray. It's awesome. So today I want to start off uh, with the scripture, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 21. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This morning I want to talk on a simple subject, simple topic. Consistency is key. So nothing revelatory this morning. Just practical teaching. I'll leave the revelatory stuff to Pastor Gandy. <coughs> there was a young boy who was starting kindergarten, and he was so excited to start kindergarten. He just could not wait to see, meet some friends, see his teacher, go play. He had his clothes laid out. His backpack was ready to go by the door. Lunch was packed, and he was just pumped, couldn't hardly sleep. He wakes up excited, jumps up, gets dressed walks to the classroom, the parents, you know, drop him off at the door, and the kid never looks back, goes in, and he w just had the best time of his life. <coughs> at the end of the day, the parents go back, pick up the kids. The kid was so excited, talked about all the friends that he made, talked about recess, talked about snack time and lunch, and, and how the teacher was so awesome, and it was the best day of his life. And the next morning, he wakes up, in his pajamas, goes, gets on the couch, tries to go back to sleep. And dad's like, hey, bud, you know, it's time for school. You got to get up and go. You got to get ready. He's like, oh, you mean I have to do that every day? <laughs> so thought that was a one and done deal. You know, kindergarten's great on day one. But having to go back again, that was the, that was the hard part. The kid was excited. But if you want to graduate and you want to grow in your education, consistency is key. One of my favorite things to talk about is finances. I love talking about investments. I love talking about retirement. I just really get excited. I love talking about money. Don't get me wrong. I don't love money, so don't confuse me. <laughs> you know, I know the scripture. I don't love money. I just love talking about money. 
<coughs> so, anyways, I was I was at work. I guess it all stemmed from when I was working in the machine shop. I would listen to talk radio. And at 1 p.m. every day, this program would come on called the Dave Ramsey Show. And I was like, oh, this sounds pretty interesting. I'm going to listen. And after a couple weeks, talked about don't spend more than you make, save money, and um, what was the last thing he talked about? And don't buy stuff you don't need. I was like, wow, that sounds a lot like Brother Gandy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, <coughs> a lot like Brother Gandy. <laughs> uh, well, my computer just shut off. But I was I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Like I love these topics. Talked about the snowball effect, paying off debt, being smart with your money, you know, just I- making sure that everything that you do is wise. And I lost all my notes. Well. Let's see. But anyways, while I try to get these back, I th- when, the su- when the subject of money comes up, I get kind of excited, you know, because I don't like to really dominate conversations much. It's not my personality. But when the conversation comes up, I do get a little excited about it, and I begin to talk. And, and I don't n- I'm not an expert by any means, but I just like, you know, giving in my two cents and, and helping encourage somebody. <coughs> And so when it comes up at work, I'm, I'm talking to these guys, these young guys, and I'm like, the most important thing about retirement is start young. Invest when you're young because there's a thing called compound interest. And I think Warren Buffett said compound interest. If you don't know it, you pay it. But if you know it, you receive it. And so the way the compound interest works is you invest a little bit, it grows, and then you invest a little bit more, and then that investment plus the growth grows even more and over years it just continues to grow and build and build and build and so at work I was talking to a young man (coughs) about retirement and I said hey you need to start now because he's in his early 20s I was like it's important if you start now and he was like well there's some things I want to do I want to buy a truck I want to get married I want to get a house and I was like those are great I said but let's do some quick numbers so I did some calculations for him said, if you saved $100 a month for 40 years, and it turned out to be, you know, it trended very well, you would have $1.2 million when you retired, $100 a month. I said, if you wait 10 years and you start saving and you only save for 30 years, that $1.2 million turns into $350,000. So you lose almost a million dollars by waiting a year. And that's how compound interest works. So if you don't, it works highly favorable when you're young. (coughs) <coughs> you got to invest for the long term. Consistency is key when it comes to investing. In our opening scripture in Matthew, Matthew 6, Jesus is just giving good old practical teaching to the disciples. He's talking to his disciples and giving them pointers on how to live a godly life. He tells them in verse 1 through 4, not to be boastful of your righteousness, you know, be generous, but don't go brag and say, hey, I'm just a, I'm about to give $20 to the church. I'm about to give $100 to this widow. So don't let your right hand or your left hand know what your right hand is doing. He said, if you do this privately, God will reward you openly. Verses five through six, it says, don't pray loud in the synagogue saying, woe, woe is me. Look at me. I'm talking to God. He said, pray at home in your closet privately. 
And if you do so, I will reward you openly. And so when we talk about investments, or all through chapters, all through the chapter 6 in Matthew, and even if we go up to back to chapter 5, Jesus is giving us key principles to help us invest in a godly life. And just like our finances, investing into the kingdom of God, it's all about consistency. It's all about long term. It's all about daily making the right choices. When we talk about investments, one key question when it comes to the finance world is what is the ROI? What is the return on investment? Because nobody really wants to put money into a stock that's going to lose. Nobody wants to put money into a startup company that's going to, you know, tank and drain all their money. And, you know, they, they want to know what is the return on the investment. They want to be profitable. They want to put their resources into something that's going to produce a growth. And let me tell you, Jesus Christ has the best ROI. There is no better thing that you can invest in than the kingdom of God. But just like retirement savings, I said this earlier, investing in our relationship with God, investing in the kingdom of God, consistency is key. It is key. So how do you invest in the kingdom of God? You develop a daily prayer life. Jesus told the disciples, don't pray in the synagogues. Not saying don't come to church and pray, but he said, spend your time. Your prayer life should be at home, in your closet, private, something that you can do daily. It's not feasible for us to come up to this building every day and have corporate prayer. It would be great if we could, but that's just not, the real, that's not real life. And so God expects us to have a daily walk with him in prayer at home. Consistency. We need to read our Bibles consistently. It is our daily bread. It is important that we dive into the Word and that we seek His face, His will. We find out what His thoughts are. We need to invest our money into the kingdom of God. Pay our tithes. We need to give offering. We need to support our Sunday school department when they have bake sales because that's not just helping our Sunday school teachers, but that's in sowing seed and investing in our children. And that investment right there that I've learned this week, and I'll tell you a little bit later about that, but that investment pays off way much more than we could ever imagine today. So in the book of Acts, chapter 3, Peter and John go into the temple, and when they encounter a man who couldn't walk, the man was expecting a handout, but he received a hand up off the ground. When Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. Peter had in, been investing in the kingdom of God. He'd spent time walking with Jesus. He was there with him and witnessed Jesus do many miracles. He was there at the crucifixion. He was there on the day of Pentecost. He stood him and preached, and he invested a lot of time into his relationship with God. So it wasn't like Peter just went to this temple on this day, and this was the first time Peter had ever prayed. He had an investment in the king. In the relationship with God. He invested behind closed doors. And all throughout the book of Acts, we read incredible encounters of the apostles that the apostles had. In Acts chapter 5, they were healing so many people, doing so many miracles, that people were bringing the lame out into the streets, hoping that Peter's shadow would just cast over them so they could be healed. 
That was faith. That was, the, that was miraculous. Acts chapter 8, Philip witnessed and baptized an Ethiopian in the middle of the desert. It was miraculous. It was incredible. And just before that, he had preached and baptized many people. And then Peter and John came and prayed, and they received the Holy Ghost. It was amazing outpouring of, the, of God in this day. Acts chapter 9, Peter heals a lame man again. Acts, and later in Acts 9, Peter raises Tabitha back to life. Peter was in prison in Acts chapter 12, and an angel came to visit him in prison and freed him. His chains fell off. That's amazing, these things that happened. Saul, he was on the road to Damascus, and he had an encounter with Jesus. And at his convert, that was his conversion. He had an, a miracle, miraculous encounter with the king of kings. Saul, or Paul, when he was converted in chapter 14, he heals a crippled man. And in Acts chapter 16, Paul delivers a woman of an evil spirit. And later on in Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas were in prison, and there was an earthquake that freed them from the prison, but yet he didn't leave prison. He stayed, and he w- they gave him the opportunity to baptize one of the guards who was about to kill himself. These are amazing encounters, but they all stem from a consistent walk with God. So when Peter and John go into the temple and they see the layman at the gate, this wasn't the first time they went to pray. This wasn't the first time they probably seen this man. They probably went into the house to pray many times and came out, and it was just a prayer meeting. They just had a consistent walk with God. So reading these encounters, I remember being in the youth group, I would like pray, God, I want to see those things. Like, I, w- I, want, I want you to pour out your spirit every day like that. I want to I be able to just walk by everybody that I see that's sick and every day pray for them and you heal them every day. And I was just like, God, why can't that be me? Why can't that be me? Why am I not seeing it? And then later on I realized that, you know, the book of Acts was covered, you know, 30 to 40 years. It covered a, a wide span of time that it wasn't. This, these were the highlights of the disciples. These are the highlights of the apostles. And I'm sure there were many encounters that were amazing, many encounters that were miraculous, many wonders that God did throughout the book of Acts that weren't recorded. But I'm sure there were days where they got up and prayed and nothing happened. I'm sure they got up, read their Bible, had a Bible study, went over scriptures. Nothing happened. They went and ate and nothing happened. And it was just an everyday thing. And they woke up, and it was an ordinary day. But yet, they didn't let it discourage them. They were consistent in their prayer life. They were consistent in their walk with God. It's easy to, to get excited about the big miracles. It's easy to shout when somebody comes up to the front and they get out of a wheelchair. It's easy to shout when blind eyes are open and deaf ears are healed. It's easy to shout when these things happen, when somebody gets born again. And those are things that we should get excited about. But one thing that we need to be excited about is consistency. When we have people that come day in and day out and make that consistent decision that I'm going to choose to live for you, God. Like, it, it's, not, it's not headline news. It's not something life-changing. It's not something that's, you know, that people want to write about or tweet about on Twitter. But I'm just going to be consistent, God, because I know that if I continually walk with you where my investment is. I'm thankful for men like Brother Tom who's been consistent in my life. 
For the time you've never spoken a specific word to me, but you just being consistent has done so much. And so many people across this building, so many people in this church that have just lived a consistent life that have been such an inspiration to me. And that I am so thankful for. And what we don't realize is that how important our consistency is. It is important in our life. So the key, there's a key verse found in Acts chapter 2 that tells us the secret to these mighty encounters that we read. Acts chapter 2, verse 46, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple. Daily. Consistency. I remember when my wife first started having heart problems. I think she was 22 years old. And uh, we didn't really know what was going on. We couldn't really figure out what was happening. And it just happened periodically, maybe once or twice a year. And then it, it got so severe we needed to see a cardiologist. So the cardiologist went in, and they had to do a uh, catheter in her arteries and her legs to go into her heart. And terms may not be right, Sister Gail, Sister Darley, y'all please forgive me. <coughs> but anyways, they had to go in with the scope to see what was going on in her heart, what was causing this rapid heartbeat. And so after the procedure was done, she laid in recovery for four hours with sandbags on her thighs. And that was to stop. It was a lot of blood to clot, so there wouldn't be excessive amount of blood flow. And so we're sitting there, four hours pass. The nurse comes in and says, hey, you know, it's time, time to get up, walk around, make sure that everything is okay. So as soon as they remove the sandbags, they sit her up, and blood starts. And sorry to be graphic, but blood starts pouring out. And it just filled the bed. It was, there was just an immense amount of blood. It was just crazy. And the nurse was panicking. She was, you know, rushing to clean it up, put, apply pressure. And she was kind of just running around rampantly. And I just sat back and I quoted the word of God, Ezekiel 16 and 6. And instantly, the blood flow stopped. Instantly. The nurse took one, one cloth, wiped her leg, and there was no more blood, and she was astonished at that, and there was power in the Word of God. But it happened because of a consistent walk in God. So the only reason that I really knew about this, the only reason I knew about the power of God and, and the power of the Word of God is that when I was a teenager, I made myself available to serve in the kingdom of God. And so I didn't have any talents. Like, to get me to do any kind of public speaking was a definite no-no. You know, I still get nervous. Te I've been teaching the youth class for five years, and I get nervous every Sunday. Public speaking is not my forte. That's not me. But when I was a teenager, I would have I passed out. So I had no music abilities. The Lord knew I couldn't sing. Everybody knew that I couldn't sing. I just really didn't have anything that I had to offer God. But 15, 16 years old, I made myself available, and I served at church in a day. Thankful to Brother Gandy. All I could do was pick up trash. I wasn't skilled. I couldn't lay bricks like Brother Dell. I couldn't hang sheetrock. I didn't know, you know, the difference between a, a pipe wrench and a crescent wrench at that time. But I made myself available to do what I could for the kingdom of God. And at lunch, I sat by a, the late Brother Watkins, and he began to tell the power of the word of God. And so he sowed this seed inside of me, and because of my consistency at an early age and a consistency throughout my life, when I needed God, I had that return on my investment. It was there. Consistency pays off. There was one time 
that I was driving down the road, and uh, I'm just having all trouble today. There was one time I was driving down the road, and I saw this, what, yeah, I saw this man standing on the side of the road holding a sign. And God talks to me all the time, you know, and he was like, hey, stop, talk to this guy. And I would argue, no, God, I'm not talking to him, not doing it. And so we debated, and after I lost, God eventually told me, you know, stop and talk to this guy. And so I did. I obeyed. And I told the Lord, I said, I don't have any money. I, can't, I don't have anything to give him. If I had, you know, $10, I could stop, and that would be the bridge to the conversation. And then God reminded me of the scripture about Peter and John, saying, silver and gold have I not. And I said, okay, God, if I had a church card or something that I could just hand him, you know, I would stop. And I looked down, and there was a church card in my floorboard of the car. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm on my way to play basketball with some friends. There was a friend that I was trying to witness to and, and win to the kingdom of God. And, you know, I really wanted to be there, but I said, okay, God, I'll stop, and I'll talk to this guy. So I get out, and I invite him to church. He was, you know, semi-interested when he comes to church. And then on Tuesday night, he comes to a prayer meeting, and he gets baptized in Jesus' name. And he receives the gift of the Holy Ghost. And God healed him. He was legally blind, and God healed him of his blindness. And he went home, and he threw away his crack pipes, and threw away all his alcohol, and he was so excited. And that happened because I had a consistent walk with God. If, if I didn't have a consistent walk with God, I wouldn't have been able to hear that voice. I wouldn't have been able to listen and adhere to what God was asking me to do consistency is key and I'm not saying that to brag or to be boastful but those are just personal encounters in my life and because of that the man went home and he was so excited about the change and his neighbor came up and said something's different about you something's you know changed and he began to tell his neighbor what happened in his life and at that very moment my dad and Cindy were driving to his house just to stop by and say hi and that man, he was looking for money to call me or call my dad or call somebody from the church to come pray for this woman. And my dad, living a consistent life, shows up at that very moment. God ordained, and they pray the woman through to the Holy Ghost in the parking lot of their apartment complex. Consistency. That can't happen unless we have a consistent prayer life, prayer walk with God consistency is key if we want to see the miraculous if we want to see the miracles and we want to see lives change and we want to see people healed and we want to see people delivered we have to be consistent in our walk with God I don't know where we're at. and the same week so this the first thing happened on Tuesday the next thing happened on a Wednesday we didn't have church because it was Thanksgiving and th Friday the first man that we witnessed to, he's at home, and his friend comes and visits and says, hey, man, there's something different about you. And he said, well, let me tell you a story, what happened in my life. And he's like, wow, I want that. I want what you have. And so that guy looking for money to call me or call my dad, digging around for some change to go to a pay phone. And at that very moment, my dad shows up again, and they pray for this man and he's filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. God can do amazing things if we have a consistent walk with him. So all this was a result of a daily walk with God. It is important that we invest in the right things. 
that we invest in the kingdom of God. Most days, we won't have a choir singing. Most days, we won't have Brother Cruz sitting in our living room playing that keyboard so beautifully. We won't have this awesome message that Pastor Gandy's preaching. Most days, it's just you and Jesus. And in most days, there's not... Um, there's not a pillar of fire leading us, and there's not, you know, this miracle signs. It's not manna falling from heaven. We wake up, we pray. Consistency is key. Don't get discouraged in consistency. Confidently investing in the kingdom of God every day pays off big. Matthew chapter 25, Jesus is telling the parable of the talents. One had five, one had two, and one had given one. And the men that had two and five talents, they went and they invested what they had, and they both got a return. And the one that had one talent was fearful, and so he went and hid what he had. Rather than investing it, he hid it, held on to it, didn't want to lose it. And so when the, the master came back, he said, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You were faithful over little, and I gave you, uh, so I will make you ruler over much. He said that to the man that had five talents and the man that had two talents. But when he came to the man that had one, he said, where's your investment? And he said, I was fearful. I was scared. I heard that you reaped where you didn't sow and, and that you were just a harsh man. And so I didn't want to lose what I had. And Jesus is telling this parable and said the master tells the, the young man and says, if you would have just invested it in the bank and got a little bit of interest, just a little bit of interest, just a, invested a small amount, that would have been pleasing to me. But you went and hid it. And if we could take that parable and apply it to our life, we may not have five talents. We may not have ten talents. We may not have two talents. We, we may only have half a talent. But it doesn't, the, the principle of the story wasn't, well, if you invest five, you get five. If you invest two, the principle of the story is if you invest everything that you have into the kingdom of God, you will get a return and you will be pleasing to God. And so it doesn't matter if you can play the piano. It doesn't matter if you can sing and match a tone. It doesn't matter if you can preach or lead service. It doesn't matter if all you can do is just come here and lift your hands. If you invest everything that you have into the kingdom of God, it will be pleasing to him and it will pay off. The reward, not just blessings on this life, but it is everlasting life. Everlasting life. Consistency. It's key. One of the biggest payoffs of my consistent walk with God started showing up this week. <clears throat> I was, we were driving down the road and in the back seat, my 11-year-old, he says, Dad, how do you spell this word? I don't remember what the word was, so I told him. A little bit later, Dad, how do you spell this word? So I told him. I was like, what are you, what are you doing? He said, like, oh, I got asked to teach in Sunday school. And so all these preteens are teaching in their Sunday school class today. And all week, my son was studying the word of God was trying to put together a lesson, trying to, he was remembering all the things that Brother Guinea has taught. He was trying to, trying to think of something, a joke that would be funny to captivate the audience. He was just, he was just like all into building this lesson. And all I could think about was 
when I was 11 years old, all I could think about was my life. Everybody around me did drugs. I didn't know anybody that did not do drugs. I thought everybody did drugs. I thought that was just the way life was because that was the environment that I grew up in. And I'm thankful that my son doesn't even know what drugs is. He could have drugs sitting on this table and he wouldn't have a clue what it looked like. I'm thankful that my kids know what it's like to, the only thing they know is the presence of God. They don't know what it's like to go to bed hurting or, or wounded or, or despaired. They, all they know is love. And, and I'm thankful for the consistent walk in my life that I was able to impact them, that my investment that I put into the kingdom of God has been repaid with them. I'm thankful for the, the consistency of the lives of the people in this church because of y'all's consistency and encouraged me to be consistent. And with that consistency, the key, and it all pays off big dividends in the end we can invest in the things of this world we can invest in a retirement but the stock markets could crash we could build up possessions and somebody could come and steal it all away we could have prized cars sitting in our garage and rust will come in and destroy it and all these things mount to nothing but the kingdom of god is everlasting and if we could learn to invest in the kingdom that will be the biggest payoff we could ever receive and so I just want to encourage you guys, don't get discouraged in consistency. God bless y'all.